Welcome, everybody, to Geeking Poetic Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Larry Roberts. This timeline variant over here to my right is my co-host and none other than... Megan Gass. And we are here to talk about... What are we talking about today? Episode two of Loki, Breaking Brad. <laughs> it's fun to say, Breaking Brad. Breaking Brad. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's weird. Yeah, obviously a play on Breaking Bad. Yeah, season two, episode two of Loki. Man... This has already been quite the roller coaster ride. <laughs> Let me tell you, so much to try and follow. Yeah, try. Like, Wait, what are we doing again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, try to follow here. And uh, before we get into the meat and potatoes of the episode, we just want to say thank you to everybody that's watched and subscribed and liked and shared and all that stuff. We appreciate it. Keep we it up. You. And we want to let anybody know if you aren't already aware and if you're listening to us talk about this, there is going to be heavy spoilers spilled throughout this episode. So if you haven't watched Loki season two, any of it yet, make sure you do that first, then come back to us and uh, hear what we got to say about it. And on that note, we also want to hear what you have to say about it. So make sure you leave comments in the comment section below, whatever platform you're checking us out on. They all have comment sections, pretty much. There's somewhere you can say something <laughs> on there. So let us know your thoughts, not just about us, but about Loki, because, man, I'm really curious to see how people are grasping this show mm -hmm. compared to us <laughs> because oh, we're enjoying the hell out of it. Oh, Let yes. I absolutely. I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah. This episode Myself. especially. Yeah. Yeah. First one I was like, I'm okay. I don't, <laughs> I don't know where we're at right now, but this episode it's, I was grasping a lot easier after the first 10 minutes. Yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> uh, all things, you know, relative and stuff. We're grasping this easier than we did the first episode. That's still not <laughs> like saying that we've got it all figured out. And this is not a show that I think is designed to be figured out like that. Like, no, it's they, kind of nice. Yeah, it's a mystery. It's a big mystery. I do love a mystery. Yeah, you, you are a mystery fan. So what we're going to do on this, like we do on all our episodes of this, is we are not going to do a full episode recap where we go scene by scene and lay it all out for you. We are assuming that you have watched the episode and you already know what happened. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about what we perceive are the highlights and the lowlights of this episode. And then at the end, we might talk a little bit about our theories of where we think it's going to go from here. Mm -hmm. So if you want to recap, again, we always suggest other channels. We're not affiliated with them. We're just fans. Go check out Screen Crush or New rock stars or one of those channels yep. they do great recaps where they break everything down and get into the easter eggs and stuff we love that stuff go check them out what we're gonna do here is kind of talk about our opinions of the show mm -hmm. yep. and we'd love to hear yours too so yes, we're gonna start are you good with starting with highlights i am i love the highlights so for me the first big highlight of this episode was that we got to see loki using his powers god that was so cool yeah i feel like it's been forever since we've seen that it really does it really does yeah i mean because i love i love this new loki i absolutely adore i've always liked loki i, I really like tom hiddleston i love the way he does this character we talked about this when we did the first season mm -hmm. i love how complex he's made this character oh my gosh and a lot of it obviously can be credited to the writers. Like this was written by uh, Eric Martin wrote this one and he wrote the last one. A lot of it goes to the writers, of course. But I think the way that Tom is acting it out and presenting it just 
it it just adds so much to it. Even the, just the looks on his face that he gets. <laughs> he, He's had some doozies already. Oh, he sure like, has. Oh no, where where are we going with this? Where, <laughs> where, which Loki are we getting right now? Exactly, and I love that. And I love that right off the bat in this episode when he and Mobius showed up in 1977 looking for Brad, otherwise known as Hunter X Five, who has apparently gone rogue. He he left. He's <laughs> like, you know what? I'm tired of this. He's going to be a movie star in the 1970s. <laughs> and I mean, can we blame him? Right, I would. I mean, if you're going to be a movie star at any time. Go milk it. Do it in the 70s or maybe maybe the 80s. Maybe. Maybe. But right off the bat, we got to see Loki just being awesome. We got to see him do a lot of his old tricks, doing like the multiple Loki thing. and, uh-huh. and you that, know. that shadow thing? Oh, that was awesome. In the alleyway? Yes. Loki's sh- like... A little much with the shadow thing. Like, yeah. I thought it was just right. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was great. Yeah. <laughs> the, his little The horns, horns come, come up. Out. Yeah. That oh. kind of gave me chills, actually. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is good shit. <laughs> and I love that they did that because I think that they've spent a lot of time on this show with the first season and then the first episode of this season. They spent a lot of time sort of establishing this different Loki, this different sides of Loki. And we just haven't really seen the god of mischief. Right. A lot. We have we saw touches of him here yeah, and there. Yeah, little bits, but yeah. But if anything, Sylvie was the one that kind of took over that role, really, right. being like the badass one, and Loki took a back seat. Here we got to see him back to doing some really cool stuff. I love the whole scene where he has Brad trapped, supposedly trapped in the interrogation room. In the box, yeah. And and make putting him in that like box that's getting smaller and smaller. Cause you just you really don't know at that point, even as the viewer, you're like How far is he going to take this? Right. Is this all a plan or is he really going rogue here and like, is is he going to mess this dude up? You know, because you got Mobius outside the door banging, screaming like, Loki, no, you're not a villain (laughs) doing all that. And Loki's just like, I'm, you know, I'm a bad guy. You called me a bad guy. Like, all right, I'm going to show you what a bad guy is. I love that they played into Brad's thing. He's like, oh, you're a good actor. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, oh, you're a bad guy. I was like, oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, you're right. We absolutely are. Yeah, exactly. And they did exactly. That was awesome. Yeah. Loved yeah. it. Loved it. Loved it. Yep. I thought it was great. They did a great job of making Brad just <laughs> such an ass. <laughs> such an ass, man. You know, you just you really just wanted to see him like, like crush him. Crush him. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Break Brad for yeah, real. This is such a perfect title. Yeah. It was. It took I was like, it, oh, this is so it's it was literal. A pun. It's a literal. It was a pun, but then it was literal too. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I loved um it, when the before that, when he was initially talking to him and saying how bad you're a villain, you're no good and everything, and just the smile that Loki got on his face. I was yeah. like, Oh, oh no. And like, Loki's like, Loki, <laughs> Loki. <laughs> like, oh no, I know what's gonna happen. Yeah, because if that He's was gonna lose it. Because if he was just purely old Loki, oh, psh, done. I mean, come on, he'd be dead, Brad. You'd be toast, man. Yep. Next nap, <laughs> you're done. Exactly, exactly. So I love that we got a little bit of that Loki. Like he's still in there, but we've got this refined yes person now that values life in a completely different way. I loved speaking of. I loved the whole conversation that Mobius and Loki had over the key lime pie. <laughs> I loved that whole bit. It's just them sitting in this ridiculous room with nothing but But pie. pie. (laughs) 
And I love the the conversation, even the space, like they're not rushing through stuff. And a lot of this episode was very quick, quick, quick. And then all of a sudden, right in the middle of it, we got the pie scene where they just sort of break everything back down. And I love how Loki's like talking about how he knows all about just like being reactionary and reacting to emotions and not referred back. He's like, when I was really mad at my brother and my dad and I went and I took over New York that wasn't wise. That wasn't yeah. a good strategy move. Now no, was it? <laughs> exactly. I love how matter of factly he brings that up. And I mean, obviously that's something that we all know. We know like how important that was to the whole MCU universe that he did that. And Loki's just tossing it off. Remember that time I was in a really bad mood and I just took over New York and brought aliens there. And I tried to use the mind stone on Tony Stark. Stark. It, it didn't, didn't work. work. It's like they're off a building. Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> love know, it. I love Love it. It's great. I love what they're doing with Loki. I have no complaints at all about Loki, the character. Another highlight for me, speaking of Loki, is we do finally, I didn't know if we were going to get it this soon, we get a reunion of sorts with Sylvie and Loki. Yeah, I was surprised too. I was was very excited that it wasn't like Ahsoka where we had to wait to the very end. We already have them together. Even though they're not quite together. Yeah, but we they're, they at least share the same space and time. Yeah. Twice in two different spaces. And right. Times, but right. Yeah, that was nice to get to see them back together. Yeah. And like and, the tension between them when they first saw each other, they're like, ooh, it's going to get good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots Even of Mobius tension. Even Mobius is like, I'm staying, I'm eating lunch. Yeah. I love that, too. I love that Mobius just decided, like, we're at McDonald's. Let's just get lunch, man. <laughs> Apple pies and shakes. Come on. Right. <laughs> just drink your shake. <laughs> Lo- yeah, exactly. I loved that whole bit. Um, Yeah, it was cool to see Loki and Sylvie finally ki- confronting each other because the last time they saw each other was at the end of time when she kicked him through the time portal. Mm-hmm. And it that was tense and heartbreaking, you yes. know, so After to have kissed and everything. Ugh. Right. So to have them confront each other here again, where she's working in a 1982 McDonald's in Oklahoma, of all places, (laughs) it's definitely a different kind of reunion than you would have expected. And unfortunately, it it doesn't calm. Yeah, kind of calm, especially (laughs) for them. Yeah, I was just going to say, especially for Sylvie, it was calm, but didn't quite turn out the way they had hoped. But nonetheless, I was really happy to see her back Together, in the picture. Yes. But getting off the more somber, serious note for a second, another highlight, a big highlight for me, is that we got more Obi. Yes. And we got more Casey. They were so great together. I know. I love them. He's like, we're gonna die, we're gonna die, we're gonna die. Oh, hey, how you doing? Yeah. We're gonna die, we're gonna die. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, oh, hey, how's it going? And then he, when, when Casey realizes that Obi's the one that wrote the manual, and Casey is such a dork fanboy because, of course, of course, Casey's the only person there that actually read that whole stupid man. Memorized it. Memorized no it, no less. Yeah. They're about ready. Like, everybody's going to die. And he's just like, can you sign my manual for me? Oh, yeah, sure. Like, <laughs> hilarious. And I loved also that Casey came in when they're trying, they're trying in vain to figure out what happened to that pad. That Brad like, had figured out. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. And then Casey comes up and he's like, that's not what it does. It does this. Like he immediately knows what it is. And he's like, yeah, because I read the manual. And Moe's like, how do you it's just gibberish? I don't understand it. <laughs> I love that scene. Yeah. That was so cute. There wasn't many scenes in this that I didn't love. I, I agree. I got it. We'll get to low lights later, though. I think 
the fact that they've got these characters and especially the characters we've got now. Not that I didn't love the first season. I did. Mm -hmm. I did love the first season. It was important to establish stuff. But I think that we've had further development, which I guess leads me into my last big highlight. The further development we've gotten, not only introducing characters like Obi and having a little bit more of Casey for laughs and stuff like that, but the development we've gotten of characters like Mobius Mm -hmm. and B-15. Like, these went from being... They were great characters in the first season, but they they were a little... One-sided. Yeah. One-dimensional. Yeah. Especially characters like B-15. Yes. And now what they've done with her, the the emotion that she's showing, realizing the reality of the timelines and the branches and what it means. The and lives, all that. the billions of lives. And yeah. Exactly. And how emotionally invested previously when she was just a hunter it was just this is my job this is the you know this is the way to do things programmed right kind of programmed just like a worker Mm -hmm. drone yep now everything she's doing it's based on true emotion and purpose yes and it makes such a difference I even I love the fact that she was back in time with them in 1977. She's got that that gown or whatever on, and when yes. she when she all of a sudden confronts Brad in the alley, she's like, like Brad, oh my gosh, can I get an autograph? And then she was like, surprise, bitch, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Takes him down, steals yeah. his pad, tech pad, takes the tech pad away uh, from him. Yeah, I I love what they're doing with her, and same with Mobius. Now Mobius is kind of still being Mobius, but in this episode. We finally get to see him, I don't know, lose it a little lose bit. Lose it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, That's exactly what he did. Yeah, Brad gets under his skin and we see Mobius lash out physically, which you, you he just doesn't do. No. And it's hilarious seeing the tables reversed and seeing Loki. Loki's like, like, stop, stop, stop. What are you doing? Yeah. Loki's like, are you okay? <laughs> like being all, being all calm. Like, are you okay? You need to talk about this. Can I help you? You know, kind of thing. And, <laughs> and Mobius is the one that's all like, ah, oh, frazzled and everything. I love It's like, where are we? I was like, I don't know. I was following you. I was like, I was following you. It's like, you were clearly in front of me. <laughs> yeah. Again, the, the point is, is I just think that doing this, even, even stupid ass Brad, and what he they was, did. I love to hate him. He's yeah. so good. Yeah, he is good. And and even him and I, I, what they've done with him, what they're doing with all these characters and the it's strengthening the show. Yes. In my opinion, because the first season was so centric on just Loki and Mobius and then Sylvie when she came into it. It was really them. And then we got little touches of these other characters. I think having these characters like B-15 and Mobius become more fleshed out and more emotionally invested in what's going on in the show and everything mm-hmm. in the storyline is really helping to make this a stronger story overall. I agree. I agree. I'm really loving all these characters, even the ones I love to hate. No, exactly. I mean, that's a that's a big part of it. Even if you hate them, even if their characters are like, oh, I want that guy to die or shut up or whatever. It's still strengthening the show. Yes. It's adding so many more dimensions. I love that character it. still. So exactly. Let's get into some perceived lowlights, if you will. Now, I just want to preface this with saying that all our lowlights I perceive to be not so much bad the show. I was like, oh, this is terrible. It's lowlights like this is bummers that this is happening within the show. Does that make sense? Right. I, yeah. No, I think that's true. I okay. think that's fair enough. No, there isn't anything really going on. There's a, a couple things I might bring up at the end, but there's not really anything going on that I think is like a criticism of 
the creation of the show or the writing of the show necessarily. Right. It's more just bummers of, yeah, things that are happening on the show. Okay. And yeah, this first one is definitely that point. And it's the fact that as as happy as we are that we get to see Loki and Sylvie back together, clearly it's going to be a long, <laughs> it's long... It's a bit tenuous. Yeah, it's going to be a long road before those two, I think, really reconcile if at all if they even do reconcile who knows yeah it might be fun the whole ride that they're just at each other's throats again i I don't think they can help but be at each other's throats given who they are and what they are i mean they're the same person technically exactly you know so So, yeah yeah you you're gonna butt heads with yourself right you're you're too strong-willed and butt-headed (laughs) true so that's not again that's not really a strike against the show it's just like it's just frustrating and it's a bummer because of course i'm impatient and i want them to have some kind of reconciliation now we may get that sooner than later going by the way things are going because though she did storm out of the uh the building and stuff like pissed off that they weren't able to the tva weren't able to actually fix things in time and we saw all those timelines get clipped Mm -hmm. and which was a really sad scene i think that when we saw that other scene of her hanging out in the parking lot and looking at that uh that thing she got from he who remains that allows her to travel through time the way she does something tells me by the way she was looking at it and the way it was lighting up and all that stuff that she's considering like i can't just lay here on the hood of my truck in ignore everything and ignore everything like I'm going to have to get more involved in this. So whether or not there's going to be reconciliation between her and Loki, I don't know. But I do think we're going to, again, sooner than later, see her involve herself a little bit more again. Yeah, yeah I'd like to see them butt heads the way they do, but working together. Yeah. Like they did. Yeah, that was awesome when they when they held hands at that yeah, one point. Like, Oh, that was so cool. Yeah, use that combined power to oh. blow out all those uh, those renegade uh, hunters and stuff that were clipping all the branches mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, that was a great scene. That was a really great emotional scene in a lot of ways. So hopefully we get more of that soon. But uh, knowing this show, probably not. I think it's going to be way more of a twisty, turny <laughs> roller coaster, gut wrenching ride. You know. Oh. So another thing that again. It, it's not really a criticism. It probably speaks more to my impatience, but still no Renslayer. You know, now at the very least at the end of the episode, Casey did finally track down. Track her down. Yeah, they talked about it the entire time. Yeah. So it wasn't like she was lost at the end of time, but. But where the hell did she go? I don't know, but it sounds like she's with Miss Minutes. They're working together, right? Did I hear that right? Well, yeah, that's the thing is that they they figure out, Casey's able to figure out when he's messing with Brad's pad thing mm-hmm. that Miss Minutes and Renslayer were in cahoots. And that explains why Miss Minutes, because up to this point, they thought Miss Minutes was just like faulty or that something was wrong they didn't realize that like no miss minutes is bad and she's yeah, out of on here. a lamb exactly <laughs> yeah exactly so we know they know that now it's another thing and it's probably just because we've been burned <laughs> so much in the past <laughs> with these series i'm just worried that now we're already going into episode three and again truthfully 
we've only advanced a couple of hours yeah. maybe mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's, it's like we have not moved along nearly as much as I would like to have moved on by this point. Again, I'm sure everybody at home is going to be like, Larry, you got to calm your ass down, man. Like they're going to get there. And yeah. I, I know that, but episode four ish, that's, you know, when it really takes off. I Always. hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. That's kind of how it was with the first season. Cause it was around episode three or four when we first got to meet Sylvie and all mm-hmm. that. All right. All Be right. Be patient. I'm trying Calm to. Down. I'm trying down. to. It's just it's just difficult because I'm anxious to know. Even I, it's not like I need resolution. It's not like I need tons of action. I just like to sort of have a better idea of where things are going. And this is not a show for that. Nope. The show does not let you know where they're planning on going. There's just turns everywhere. Every time you close your eyes, it's like, nope, we're going this way. Oh, no, this is happening. <laughs> Zigzag. Yeah, exactly. Very, it's a perfect word. <laughs> for it very zigzaggy so speaking of things being gut-wrenching and stuff like that kind of kind of like you mentioned earlier one of the things that was really a bummer and it was interesting to have such a bummer moment so early in the show so early in the season was that pruning of all the timelines that was awful yeah that was a real... I did not think they would get that far. No. I mean, a few of them, but right, nearly no, all of them. Uh, nearly all of them, it, from the way it looked on that screen. Yeah, that <sighs> was that was really a big bummer. And it was something that I was surprised they did so soon because I thought that was going to be something we would be working more up to over time here. Right. And the fact that they threw that out already, like that's that's done already in episode two. It's just like, whoa, okay, well, that's so they're sucks. leaving time for the Renslayer, Miss Minutes, King. They're they're making room for that. Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, you know, the <laughs> last thing I want to say as far as a low light, and I guess this is the one thing that I can say is somewhat critical of the show itself, but it's still it's still not a major complaint, but just a concern we'll say is that while we are grasping the show a little bit more. You and I are also the kind of people that we watch a lot of those recaps. We really delve into this stuff and read a lot into it because it's what we do. It also helps what we're doing here on this Mm -hmm. channel. But a lot of other people don't. And I'm concerned that this show, this season of the show in particular, I'm worried that it's so timey-wimey. It's so difficult to follow what the hell is going on at times. I'm worried it's going to lose people. And I don't want it to lose people because I love Loki. I love this show. I want to see it succeed. But just putting myself in other people's shoes and just kind of knowing how people are from feedback we've gotten in the past. I'm really concerned that if they don't start to make things a little bit clearer and understand where things are going and what it means and how it's going to tie in. I'm worried this is going to be one of those shows that's just going to go over too many people's heads. I felt like this episode, they started moving towards that. Okay. So I'm hoping it keeps building on that to make it easier and easier to understand. Because I have not, this time, watched any of the recaps. Right. And I'm able to follow. A little better. there, But there was still... But I there mean, there's still, still things, things I was like, wait, what is going on here? So, right. Yes, there's still things, but I feel like... This episode was leaps and bounds easier to follow it, than that first one. I seriously, I was like, I'm I don't even know where to start with this. 
I'm so lost. Right. But there was even points in this one. Like even like at first when we saw Brad back in time and all that stuff. We were like, wait, who is that? Yeah. The way they threw that in. It's like it took us even like a few minutes to even realize who Brad was. And it's like, oh, that's Hunter X5 and all this. But wait a minute. How did he get there? Like they take everything in such a weird backwards backdoor roundabout way. And then they eventually explain it. And they do eventually explain it. And like I said, I know people like us will be more patient. It's not necessarily a criticism from my point of view. Like, it's not bothering me. It's not turning me off from the show. But I really hope that it doesn't turn other people off from the show. Just like when we did our Ahsoka review and we were talking about how much they were doing stuff, exposition and stuff that relied so heavily on your knowledge of Clone Wars and Rebels Mm -hmm. that that might turn people off. I'm hoping that that's not going to be the case with this one and that you're because it's going the success of this show is going to rely not just on us hardcore geeks. It's going to rely on people like our parents and our other and coworkers and people that are like casual fans of this. Right. Being able to appreciate it and be Want able to more. stick on stick to it for the whole ride. That's why I'm just saying as much as I love the herky jerky timey wimey backdoorness of figuring things out. I just hope that they do manage to keep it on the rails, you know, keep it on the tracks enough that it doesn't lose a bunch of people. That's that's all I'm saying. Okay, I I, I can agree with that. I think that's fair. I think it's a good sign that you're following it better. Yes. Yeah. So if I can, anybody can. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I get so lost always so because like, I, I watch them and I was like, I, I totally forgot what I just watched. So Yeah, you do. I you, do all the time. You do have You're a like, short... How do you not remember? I was like, I, I you don't yeah. know. You're like, we literally just finished ten minutes ago. I was like, I got nothing. Yeah, you're like, couldn't, what happened? Tell there? You. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I'm terrible. <laughs> so if I could follow along, I don't think it's as terrible as you think okay, it is. Well, that's, okay, well, that's a good sign. Because really, that's my only real criticism of the show is that. And and so if that ends up not being a problem and they can continue on this way, then we're good. So, all right. I mean, with that, let's get into real quick just some questions. I'm just going to throw out some questions there and we'd love for you guys at home to answer some theories about where it's going to go. I mean, it ended on such a somber note. Where Where do you think it's going to go from here? Like, what do you think Sylvie's thinking right now? I think Sylvie's thinking her timeline's in jeopardy. Yeah. If not already on a timeline. (laughs) Yeah, on a path for destruction. Yeah, because she saw that, you know, all the little things, they were all disintegrating. Is that one of her timelines? Eventually, that's going to disintegrate. Right. That's what I was wondering, With her and everybody there. Right. And X5 Brad had mentioned... That her and Loki and all the little variants and stuff, they're the ones that made this issue. That's true. You know, that's true because there's something to be said for that. Now, the whole problem why Loki was time slipping there was perceived, I think, because of the the fact that she kicked him through that portal using He Who Remains thing. And so my question is, is she screwing all these things up so much because she's using that? Because she really shouldn't be using that. 
I don't blame her for using it. I realize she doesn't understand that yet. Right. I mean, in her world, in her mind, she still thinks like, I'm awesome. I killed the bad guy. And it's like, no, you actually didn't kill the bad guy. You killed the least bad guy because he was the bad guy that was keeping all the other bad stuff at bay. And you didn't actually kill the actual bad guy that was making yours and everybody else's life potentially hell. Yeah, she might be messing things up so much worse by using that thing. Yeah, and she's mad at Loki and them for not being able to save it. It's, you're the one screwing it up. Yeah, but she doesn't know that. But at the and same so time... I think that's part of her journey is yeah. she's going to realize that. I hope so. And that's going to lead her back to Loki, hopefully. Yeah, I, I sure hope so. I, I really hope that's what happens and everything. Um, do you think that there is any actual hope... Or are they just doomed for for Loki and Sylvie? To be together yes. or together? Um, no. Yeah, I agree. I don't I don't think they're destined to be together. I think something's gonna happen. And I think that that scene we got in the first episode with her in the elevator and him seeing her there and the whole telephone thing and all that and the way that played out in his reaction and all that and it was so emotional mm-hmm. and i think that it was made to be taken like it was emotional because it's the first he's seen her first time he's seen her and... but i don't think so no i think that whole scene is going to signify something we're, that we're going to be back to that scene i think a few times yeah or More. yeah I think that that's going to be a scene where like maybe she dies. Like I think that maybe that's when she dies and he mm-hmm. kind of already knew that because he was already there before. Or she gets trapped in another timeline or, some, or something, something happens. They're going to be separated. Because he might have traveled to that time many times. Maybe he has to make a decision. Maybe at that time there when in the future at the end of things or whatever, when she's in the elevator, maybe it's something where he has to make a decision where he's like, I can either save Sylvie or I can prune myself so that I can fix all these things. Because if he didn't prune himself in that first episode in the future, everybody would have been dead. Right. And the whole thing would have been screwed. So it might be one of those fatal things where it's like, I either have to prune myself and I'll never see her again. You know, or I could save her, you know, just for some selfish thing. And he knows he can't. I Mm -hmm. I have a feeling that's going to lead to something very emotional. Yes. And that's going to be. I think you're right. That's going to be a tough one to swallow. But (sighs) is what it is. I mean, that's the nature of this show. This show is so funny. And it's such a crazy, like, raucous ride, you know. (laughs) But at the same time, there's a lot of really cool emotional aspects to this show, not least of which the Loki and Sylvie romance or whatever it is, but just all the implications for what this means. And the fact that we have to remember this is all setting up really important stuff that's going to happen in the future in the MCU because Kang is the big bad guy and we're going to get secret wars and all this other and the Kang dynasty thing and all this kind of stuff. There's a lot more to come. I mean, this show is not going to just fix the whole time problem in the in the Kang. No, problem. I hope it sets us up for something really cool. Yeah, is what I I'm hoping. And my last prediction. Okay. My last prediction. The thing that I've been hoping ever since we got season one. My last prediction is whatever happens when we get to Secret Wars or whatever the big MCU event is going to be, like mm-hmm. Infinity War. I hope this time, especially how he's changed. I hope we get Loki reunited with everybody how cool will it be to see this loki reunite with the current thor 
because Thor's changed a lot. Yes. He's lost Jane Foster. He's gone through all these changes and stuff after the whole snap, you know, mm-hmm. thing and everything. Like Thor is a different person now and Loki's a different person. So much has changed. It will be amazing if we get to something where all of a sudden here's Loki and here's Thor, especially as they are now. And there could be some great humor went, with oh that. Oh my gosh, like what, what happened to you? Yeah, <laughs> just and just the whole reunion, just how that's all going to work out and just how ridiculous it'll be you know and uh, oh man i am that's my hope i'm really hoping they don't screw us on this and be like no we're gonna kill loki off it's like no god damn it you did that (laughs) you did that in infinity war and that was heartbreaking then it killed us when you when you offed loki but stupid thanos thanos wasn't right (laughs) Uh. i hate thanos but anyway that that was awful don't do that to us again i want I want a reunion there, you know. I want to see Loki brought back in. And I know people are going to sit there and say, no, because Loki has to be a bad guy and all this stuff. I don't buy that. I don't think Loki has to be a bad guy, especially since if you're a comic book reader like I am, you'll know that there are a lot of comic book characters in the Marvel Universe who are kind of gray area. Mm-hmm. They're not always, they're not always like super good. They're not all Captain America, you know, like there are some people that sometimes they do good and sometimes they do stuff that's kind of shady. You know, we've had crossover kind of things like that. So for Loki to straddle that line, I'm, I'm all for it. Yes. And I hope he sticks around. So, all right, with that, I think we're all done. We are. This is a really fun episode. Yeah, this was fun. I was anxious to talk about this one. And I will be anxious to talk about the third episode when it comes out next week. We will be back every week talking about this. And again, we hope you come back, listen to what we have to say, and we would love to listen to what you have to say. Please leave comments, especially if we get some good ones. We might read them on the show and talk about them. We're looking for feedback. So leave your comments below and uh, yeah, we'll be back soon. So take it easy, everybody. Bye guys. Bye-bye.